Hey, welcome to the Pretty AF Podcast. I'm Asli Maslow, a brand coach, speaker, author, marketer, and the founder of Pretty AF and the Babble Boutique. I help entrepreneurs going from living paycheck to paycheck in a job they hate to thriving in a career and life they love. This is your place to learn from me and other entrepreneurs that are Pretty AF inside and out. We get into how to create income doing what you love while finding balance between your wellness, beauty, travel, and philanthropy. If you're ready to get inspired and have actionable steps to build the life you love, then you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Everyone has their unique voice. Mm. Okay, like yes, there's other people who talk about the same thing that you talk about on this podcast, but they're not you, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're not your clients. And so your clients can come on or potential clients can come listen to your podcast and be like, wow, Ashley really knows what she's talking about. Like all of your goal episodes and your visualization episodes that are coming out, like that attracts clients to you. And so even if you don't want to make money with your podcast, you just have to sit down for an hour. You just outsource and then... (laughs) have a podcast like it's not that much work it's pretty low cost and it helps you like promote yourself promote Mm -hmm. your business and position yourself as an expert in your field welcome back to the pretty af podcast i'm your host asley maslow and that clip was from today's guest Haley hayhurst founder of expresso podcast production Haley is actually the editor and producer of this podcast and i've been working with her for a while now, and she's just been such a huge help to my business and my podcast, and I thought, who better than to talk about podcasting and all things podcasting, how to start one, how to monetize one, how to grow one, than with my own podcast producer. So let's get into this episode. I am a podcast producer. My business is called Expresso Podcast Production. And it's a full-service podcast agency that does marketing, strategy, and editing of podcasts. So so basically what I do is edit people's podcasts, help them strategize their podcasts, and promote it on Instagram and things like that. Basically, I just help people achieve their dreams and make money with their podcasts. I enjoy what I do. I started doing audio editing back in college. I went to the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, just like Asley. <laughs> and so I studied journalism there. I first thought that I wanted to go into broadcast journalism, but then soon realized I didn't want to do that. But at that time, I already did like audio editing class. I then changed my, my goal into web and print media. Mm-hmm. So that's more social media based and writing articles for different companies so I did a bunch of internships in college like Nevada Public Radio I wrote for their magazine and then I also interned at UFC doing corporate communications because I thought I wanted to do PR and that's I do love sports Mm -hmm. I love working in sports but I found a way to combine it all just by doing podcasts and I can work with sports podcasts beauty podcasts lifestyle podcasts like I can just do any type of niche that I want, mm-hmm. which is awesome. And didn't you used to have a podcast as well? 
I did. Back in college, I used to have a podcast about wrestling. So it was <laughs> me and my friend, and we talked about WWE. I am not into WWE anymore, but at the time, I really was. And so it was basically just fun just being able to meet up with my friend and talk about wrestling and like mm. make connections with different people in the wrestling world. And honestly, I never thought that it would help me a lot, but now one of my clients, he has a football podcast mm-hmm. and I get to like use a lot of the skills that I learned then with promoting it on Instagram and giving deals and things like that. Mm-hmm. Cause kind of, this might sound bad, but sports are basically all the same, you know, <laughs> like you can promote them the same. Of course they're different how you play them, but like promoting right. them all the same. Yeah. Um, so if someone is thinking about starting a podcast and they might be thinking like, I don't know if it's worth it, there's so many podcasts out there already, what would you tell them? Oh my gosh, it's always worth it. It's (laughs) always worth it because everyone has their unique voice. Mm. Okay, like, yes, there's other people who talk about the same thing that you talk about on this podcast but they're not you mm-hmm. you know and they're not your clients and so your clients can come on or potential clients can come listen to your podcast and be like wow Ashley really knows what she's talking about like all of your goal episodes and your visualization episodes that are coming out like that attracts clients to you mm-hmm. and so even if you don't want to make money with your podcast you just have to sit down for an hour you just outsource and then <laughs> you basically just have a podcast. Like it's not that much work. It's pretty low cost and it helps you like promote yourself, promote mm-hmm. your business and position yourself as an expert in your field, which is what every coach, entrepreneur, any, everyone wants to do that. Yeah. So I, feel- I always say you should just go for it and do yeah. the podcast. <laughs> I feel like podcasts are so much more intimate than like at any other platform because you feel like you're like eavesdropping on like a one on one conversation or that the coach or whoever it is like talking directly to you versus on social media. You kind of know that like it's going out to everyone. Um, And I also love that you can listen to a podcast when you're doing other things. So it's not like a big time suck for like the listener absolutely like I always listen to like body positivity podcasts or like diet culture podcasts Mm -hmm. while I'm running Mm -hmm. and it just helps me with my mindset and things like that so I listen to I mean I edit podcasts all day long so it's not like I'm listening to a bunch outside of what I edit yeah but when I do I always want to either learn something learn something about myself or just have fun like it just depends on my mood but that's the awesome thing there's so many different types of podcasts yeah and I I noticed too when I was thinking about launching my podcast and I started researching other ones a lot of people drop off like you you think there are a lot of podcasts but then when you really look into it a lot of people do it for like six months or something and then stop (laughs) Which, like, also kind of sucks in the way that they'll have, like, an awesome name. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I started this at the beginning of when podcast started blowing up, which it's still blowing up. Like, mm-hmm. it hasn't stopped yet. But 
they might have like the most awesome name and you're like they don't even have a podcast anymore i just want that instagram handle and you can't have it because they have it yeah so yeah i think that if you stick with it and just keep doing episodes like it will be hard sometimes it will be hard just to sit down and record yourself talk you might be sick of your voice or you might just be sick of talking (laughs) but if you just keep doing it like you will get better at it and people will start to notice yeah I I know a couple of my friends that are in the like coaching space also have podcasts and I know I noticed that they always struggle with like consistency and I think something that really helped me is because hiring you which I'm not sure if we said mm-hmm. it yet or not but you're my podcast editor <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, I edit all of your episodes. but I I feel like that's such a huge thing because I know before when I started it I was doing it all by myself and mm-hmm. I would spend at least five hours a week just on the editing and like posting side of things Um, So do you have any other tips or is that kind of your tip for being consistent on? Yeah, I would definitely say outsource. And I always tell my clients this and they kind of like look at me weird in the beginning and then they know what I mean. But like, of course I care about your brand, but I'm not going to care about your brand as much as you care about your brand. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I will hold you. I'll be like, hey, there's supposed to be an episode coming out like (laughs) I need, I need the audio. So I'll hold them to that. And then I can get things done faster than they can because I've done editing for a while. And just like going back to, of course, I want you to look the best that you can. That's Mm -hmm. why I'm here. That's why you hired me. So you look professional, amazing, all of this, but I'm going to get it done faster than my clients just because you would take longer just because you would be a perfectionist. You'd be like, oh my God, I don't want people to see me like this. Mm-hmm. But I just kind of like the outside perspective. That's why most people <laughs> outsource. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely, because I'm, I think a lot of entrepreneurs are perfectionists. Yeah. And a lot of times it can stop you from doing what you need to be doing to attract clients or market or whatever. So that's kind of, I think, a benefit of outsourcing. But yeah. Also realizing that like the person that like if you hire an expert to do something, they are probably a lot better at it than you are. <laughs> Cause like yeah. you you can edit the podcast like better and faster than I can. So like it literally doesn't make sense <laughs> for me or I feel like most people to be doing it themselves. Yeah, because you can use that time, the hours that you used to spend on the podcast doing more like research for your client, finding more clients. So mm-hmm. they're just like better ways that you could spend your time. Do you have any tips on growing a podcast if you already have it, but it's kind of staying still? Yeah, definitely. So it depends on your niche. And I would say that most podcasts are going to need an Instagram at the very least, mm-hmm. like a great Instagram with great graphics, some audiograms, and just consistency in your branding. So when people find you through hashtags or whatever it may be, they will see you and be like, wow, like, I want to spend my next hour listening to this podcast based off of like a 30 second audiogram. Mm -hmm. So I would say that's the number one thing. 
Twitter is a big one for sports podcasts. Facebook is great, but my advice would be joining like podcasting groups and connecting with other podcasters in there from your own personal brand. So I know you talk a lot about personal branding. That's mm-hmm. what you do. And so like, yes, you can have a business Instagram and business Twitter, but I say on Facebook, it's more personal if you have like your own brand mm-hmm. and you're promoting your podcast as yourself. So I would say all of that. And then also just like having good content each week is so important because mm-hmm. you don't want to talk about like the same thing week after week. Like, yes, you have a niche and yes, you have a brand, but you want to keep throwing in new things. Like you always have interviews and those are awesome. And then show notes, so important because that's how people know if they want to listen to your episode or not. Right. So <laughs> there's just a lot of aspects that go into it. But as long as you're actually showing up and consistent, people are going to listen and they're going to want to listen. Mm-hmm. I think that having guests on it is actually... Mm-hmm. At first, I, I just did it really because I was like, well, I can't come up with a solo episode every <laughs> week, so I'm going to have some guests. Um, but then I realized that usually most guests will then share the podcast with their audience. So it's really mm-hmm. a good way to also help you grow more quickly. Yeah, definitely. And if you get the right people who are super excited about what they do, then... Yeah, they will share it with their audience and combine audiences with you. Oh my gosh, we have to stop meeting like this. I'm totally kidding. But I wanted to let you know that I have three ebooks for free on my website. And if you go to asleymaslow.com and click courses, it's right under my courses. I have one ebook on how to grow your Instagram, one on how to get started as an influencer on Instagram. And a third on how to make your first hire doing all the things that you currently hate doing. So I will let you get back to your episode, but I wanted to let you know about those goodies. Do you have any tips on getting good guests on your podcast? Yeah, so I have a lot of advice for this I actually like I'm coming out with a freebie by the time that this is out it'll be out. my freebie will be out it'll okay. probably be- and so it's basically a pitch to get you on podcasts so you're gonna want to be on podcasts as well just so you can like grow your audience with other people's audiences and mm-hmm. like other coaching and things like that but in order to get good guests you need to have like an actual connection with your guests before before you interview them so a lot of people do like pre-interview interviews Mm. where they can like talk about exactly what they need to talk about and see if you have that connection and then also like you never want to go into an interview not knowing anything about your guest right (laughs) you literally want to be the fbi looking up your guest and seeing like everything that they've done look at their linkedin instagram facebook like, you want to know everything. So in case they say something, you don't want to be like, oh, I didn't know that. Or you just want to be as educated mm. as you can on them before the interview. Yeah, I feel like I think I'm better at interviewing people because I have a journalism background. Right, yeah, but definitely. But a lot of times 
when I've gone on other podcasts, I'm like, really, that's all you're going to ask me? Like, there's so much more I could share. So a lot of times I feel like interviewers are scared to ask more detailed questions, but mm-hmm. I look at it as like, give your best stuff away for free because then people are going to trust you and want to work with you. If you're just like giving like super vague advice, like no one's going to buy from you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. One of my clients, she interviews a bunch of authors about their books that are just coming out. Mm. And so some people are like very excited to talk about their book. And then some people are like, oh, you can read this in my book. I don't want to give it too much away. Yeah. Where I'm like, why you're here to give it away not like everything but like so people want to read your book after this yeah so it's just different tactics that people use (laughs) that are very interesting I don't know I guess I was always taught to give all your best stuff away because what you usually if you're selling like educational type stuff it's you're selling the actual order of how to do it and like the steps versus just like a high level of like this is what to do so it's it's like you can you can tell someone how to do something on a podcast but then they don't know like oh there was three things I was supposed to do before that and then I'm supposed to do this but like they could still get something out of it but they're not going to get like the full as if they're working with you one-on-one yeah, definitely. And then the other thing is when you're looking for guests, don't be afraid to reach out to someone who has like a crazy amount of followers. Even if you don't have that many, like don't be afraid to reach out to people who you want to talk to and you want on your podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, there is that whole imposter syndrome. Once you get over that and realize that people do want to listen to what you have to say, your life will be so much easier and your podcast will be so much better. Mm-hmm. And anytime at least for me, like, even if you only have, like, 50 listeners an episode or something, I would still want to be on someone's podcast that has that because, like, that's 50 people that, like, are going to listen to me. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I want that. So I would, I, I kind of feel like other people are probably in the same boat. Like, it's, to me, I look at it as free advertising. Like, absolutely. Why not? Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, and honestly, with the way that Instagram is right now, the algorithm is so crazy that even if you have a bunch of followers, that doesn't mean that you have good engagement, Mm -hmm. you know? So there's just so many aspects that go into it, and it's a whole ego thing if you're like, "Mm, she only has 100 followers, but no, she has 100 listeners, you know? Yeah. So, like, there's there's all that. Yeah, I I definitely think it's less, I feel like before it was really like oh you're not even really like legit unless you have like 10k followers in the swipe up and I don't really feel like it's that way anymore like people would rather it's really what you what content you have on your page and then it's like you're gonna grow from that and like your engagement absolutely and if you create shareable content Mm. that helps your engagement so much too speaking of advertising what do you think about ads on podcasts I think that ads on podcasts are amazing I think that if you can monetize your podcast definitely do it but that being said don't have like crazy unrealistic expectations because if you don't reach those immediately 
Mm. I feel like that's why a lot of people don't continue with their podcast. Like, if they've been doing it for a year, have great engagement, great listeners, but still haven't had, like, those brand deals, Mm -hmm. they might lose hope. But if they just keep doing it, they will get them. So I always recommend media kits. I think that media kits are so important. You probably want at least three months of doing your podcast before you create one. But if you're just getting started, there are a bunch of ads that you can put in. Mm-hmm. So I know you have like an Amazon affiliate and that's great for your blog. Yeah. Yeah. And it, most bigger companies, you can just literally Google if they have an affiliate program and mm-hmm. most of them will accept anyone and then you just have the link. So then you can create a, po- a commercial out of that. You don't necessarily need like, oh, I have a podcast deal with whatever company. Right. Do you have any tips on, like, getting those brand deals? Yeah, so know your audience and know who's listening and reach out to brands who they would actually want to listen to. For example, if you talk about wine, there's tons of wine affiliates out there. Mm. If you talk about beauty, you include like Terra and Beauty Counter and Monat and all of your episodes, which is great. And so know what your audience wants to hear and go off of that. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, this one podcast I listen to, it's like a body positivity one, but she has commercials about popular games. And it's just like too strange. Like it's a huge podcast, but it's just like too off niche. Mm-hmm. So don't do it just because they're going to pay you do it because that's what your listeners want to hear yeah I know I don't know what program it is or whatever but I listened to this one like religious podcast and the beginning you can tell it's just like whatever random commercial that whoever they're working with does because it's not them recording it it's just like how you would hear it on like the radio or something And it's so, like, has nothing to do with what, it's not about religion or, like, giving anything related that the people listening would be interested in. Not just for your own listeners, that's just annoying to them, versus if I'm talking about clean beauty on an episode and then I recommend a clean beauty brand that I like, like, that makes sense. Yeah. But then also to the company, if they're paying you, like... I would, to me, that makes no sense why companies even do that. Because, like, why would I pay to be promoted on, like, a sports podcast? Like, right. most of those people would be like, okay, why? Like, I don't want to listen to this girl. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I know it's crazy because, like, if you're an affiliate and you want to make money off of something, but it's something totally different than your niche and something that none of your listeners will want, you're not going to make money off of it. And that's just, yeah. like, a waste of your time for recording the episodes, editing the episode, like the commercial clip. So yeah, you just have to think it all through and make sure it fits with what your vision and mission are. Do you think episodes can have too many commercials? Or is there like a sweet spot? I think that if you, yes. So I do think (laughs) that some episodes can have too many commercials. I think that the best way to include a commercial in your podcast is in the middle, like at a natural break in the conversation. Mm. So 
I would say like three max. And then if you want to include more, you can include them at the very end. Mm-hmm. I don't personally like podcasts in the very or podcasts that have the commercials in the very beginning. Like they'll do their intro and then they'll have like three minutes of commercials. And I get why they do it, but for the listener, like if you don't have like a hundred thousand downloads on your episodes, like there's really no reason that you need to like throw all of your advertisements at the people who want to listen to you in the first three minutes. Cause I always, I always just click like the, the 15 second fast forward button like yeah. a million times. Cause I'm like, when is this going to end? And then usually I'll have to go back because I missed the intro. <laughs> so it's just a whole ordeal. Yeah. I don't understand that. Like if I was sell it like if I was paying to be on a podcast as a commercial like I don't I would never want my commercials to be at the beginning because like you said like most people just skip through it and Mm -hmm. if you put it in the middle like usually I'll set up a podcast before I'm going to drive somewhere and I'll skip through the beginning part and then start it so like if I'm already driving and then halfway through it has a commercial like I'm not going to skip it because I'm in the middle of driving. (laughs) Right, right. The other thing with commercials is making sure that, like, the introduction to your commercial and outro of your commercial, honestly, the whole commercial is your voice Mm -hmm. and your brand because you're going to have to record them anyway. So if you can add your own flair to it, then that's the best because then people are going to be interested and be like, oh, this is still Asley talking, like... Mm -hmm. And it's still Asley's voice and what Asley believes in. And so if you could just add your own flair to the commercials, it makes it so much better. Yeah, yeah. I I don't like, especially on podcasts. I think just because, like, it's newer where people are using, like, other commercials that, like, they're literally just, like, plopping it in. Um, but, like, since I've been listening to podcasts, like, originally no one did that. So it just seems so, like... Uh, like this isn't tv like why are you putting this because you know it's not like like on tv like they don't get to pick what commercials play but like everyone knows that like as a podcast like you're choosing to have that (laughs) yeah on your podcast even like on tv they tailor the commercials to what like the episodes are and so like if it's a kid's tv show they're gonna Mm -hmm. put like a kid-friendly commercial in or it's after like 10 p.m. then the commercials might get different and more interesting so (laughs) they they still do like think it all through from an advertising perspective so you have to to think about your podcast just like that yeah I was watching because I pretty much just watch like kids stuff and like friends and stuff like that on tv and so I was watching some like gun shows with my boyfriend and all the commercials were like beer, food, chicks, and I was like, this is so different than the commercials I see on <laughs> any like, of I have stuff. never seen these. You're like, what is happening? <laughs> That's yeah. So, funny. so I know you'd mentioned putting your podcast on YouTube to me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, can you share a little bit about why someone should think about doing that if they have a podcast? Yeah, definitely. And so I think that wherever you put your podcast is just another platform for people to find you. Mm -hmm. And so even if it's not a video podcast, if you just upload 
your episode to YouTube with like a photo or your logo or something like that, then that's a whole different audience that can find you on there. Because I think I saw this study and it was like 30 or 40% of people find their podcasts on YouTube, which is crazy. But if you do have a video podcast, then you can have more brand deals. You know, you Mm -hmm. can show off the products and just cut that out of the episode that you put on Spotify or re-record the episode so it's more listener friendly rather than visually friendly you know mm-hmm. and so especially for sports podcasts or something like that where they're having like panels of people mm. are interviewing like three or four people you can just set all four people up on the screen and they can they can watch you guys talk and so I definitely think now during COVID that everyone is just so bored and so lonely <laughs> that they kind of want to see you and see like who is behind the voice and of course it's not for everyone so I'm not saying don't put your audio on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all of the other platforms but Mm -hmm. if you have the ability to add your podcast to YouTube I say go for it yeah I've definitely gotten feedback on my podcast that people are like that know me like personally they're like Asley mm-hmm. like you're so much more entertaining when people can see you because like your facial expressions <laughs> I'm the same way I have like so many facial expressions yeah and, uh, and they're like it would it would be a lot more entertaining if like we could actually see you but it's so much more work <laughs> it is a lot more work it is but I mean you can start with small things like audiograms and just putting up like Instagram stories and which you already do so that's awesome you could do like IGTV for your podcast like if you're not ready to make the whole switch over to YouTube like there's other options that you can like slowly go towards before you do get there yeah um you keep mentioning audiograms and before I worked with you I didn't know what that was so can you share what that is in case anyone doesn't know (laughs) yeah definitely so audiograms are those audio videos you see on Instagram that's like a 15 second to a minute clip of just a short part of the episode that will draw people in so I create one for you for every episode so sadly I'm gonna have to edit this and like listen to my own voice and be like oh my god Haley what is happening but like I just take the best clip of the whole episode and put it on Instagram with like a wave, the moving wave that goes along with the audio. It just is something to draw people into your podcast. Cause like I said, having great graphics is awesome, but you're going to want them to hear like who you are and what you talk about. Cause captions can only go so far. Mm-hmm. You're going to want some audio to go along with it. Cause it's a podcast after all. Some people don't want to read. <laughs> Yeah, some people don't want to read. That's definitely true. And there, I've also seen some podcasts where the audio is just so bad that, like, I can't listen to it, even though I'm like, ooh, I really want to know, like, mm-hmm. this topic. Um, so I think having that and then showing that, because it just kind of shows that, like, it's going to be good audio, is like, okay, this will be worth listening to. Yeah, definitely. I know it always makes me so sad when people just like record their 
their episode with like so much noise in the background and then don't even like edit like those uh those podcasts that they call like raw podcasts yeah with no editing I'm like okay but editing can really improve your show yeah really improve your show even if you like I get why people outsource it makes it easier for everyone but if you really don't want to spend money you can you can quickly edit just a couple things out yeah. Um, do you have any tips on recording so that it sounds better? Yeah, definitely. Since, like, COVID, I feel like people are a little more understanding if your audio isn't, like, pristine because no one is together right now. But I would say as long as there's no, like, crazy background noise, if just, like, the audio sounds fine, mm-hmm. then then that's the best I use Adobe Audition, and you can just, like, take a clip where no one is talking and click a few buttons, and then it just takes out all of that noise from, Mm -hmm. like, underneath all the audio. It's super fast, super easy, and it makes everything sound so much better. That was very podcast editor-ish, so it might not make sense, but... That's why you hire an editor, because I don't know how to do that. (laughs) Um, as far as, because I know you mentioned going live on Instagram or doing an IGTV for like one of your episodes. And I've done that before where I, I don't remember if I went live or if I just recorded a video and then uploaded it as an IGTV for one of my solo episodes. Um, but I know some people are even doing, they're doing that or they're doing where they'll do it on Clubhouse live. Do you have any thoughts on Clubhouse or tips on, I know some people are trying to say that like podcasts are going to disappear because of Clubhouse, which I'm like, yeah, but you had to listen to it right then. Like, (laughs) I know I've had so many people be like, oh, podcasts are dying because of Clubhouse when, okay, first of all, so many people aren't on Clubhouse yet because of the way that like the invites work. And then you can't. Like, you ha- will have to take notes on this podcast if you want to, like, go back and review, or not the podcast, but the clubhouse. Like, let's say you tune in and you're five minutes late. Okay, there's no going back on that unless they upload it somewhere else, but then that's the podcast. So <laughs> clubhouse is not going to take over <laughs> podcasts. It is an awesome way to talk and have, like, chat rooms and share your knowledge. Like, clubhouse is amazing, and I have been loving it so far. Being able to connect with different people all over the country, the world, really, and listening to, like, what they have to share has been awesome. But in no way do I see it being able to take over podcasts Mm -hmm. because you will have to be there right then and there and be, like, on it. Like, you have to give them 100% of your attention. So it's not like a podcast where if you're doing something else, let's just say you're washing the dishes and you hear them say something and you're like, oh, wait, what was that? You could just scroll back, but no. Yeah. So I don't think it's going to take over podcasts. If it does, I would be honestly shocked. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, me too. Because I think one of the big things about podcasts is that you can listen to it whenever. It's not Mm -hmm. based on, like, if an influencer decides to do a clubhouse at like noon on a Tuesday and you work like right. you just miss out on it versus 
a podcast, you can listen to it whenever. Yeah, and then just like you were saying, how you listen to it when you're traveling, or I always listen to podcasts on planes. Mm-hmm. You don't have Wi-Fi up there. <laughs> like, you have to download that before. That takes some planning. So, yeah, there's just a whole bunch of aspects that go into it. As far as starting a podcast, I know you have a package that is for people that are wanting to start it. And I think a lot more goes into it than you might think, especially like when you're first starting, because you need like the cover, the intro, the outro, how to distribute it. So can you kind of give like a little rundown of what all goes into starting a podcast and what you help with? Definitely. Yeah. So like you just said, I do have a launch package and it includes me helping you submit your, because to be on Spotify and Apple podcasts and all these other platforms, like you have to submit yourself. It's not like you can record and click a button and it's up there. Like it does take planning to get onto these platforms. And so I help you do that. I help you create your first three episodes. So your first three episodes are about you, what you're going to talk about, and just building like excitement and engagement with your new audience. And these episodes are usually like five to 10 minutes long, if not less. And it just like helps people know you before you start throwing hour long episodes of them. Mm. So I help you with that. Your intro and outro, you want to keep consistent every time. You want to have some music that's royalty-free. You want to have a call to action, an engaging intro. So I help you with all of those things. And then I also send you away with some checklists on how to promote your own podcast, how to upload. Basically, everything that you need to do to have an amazing podcast, I help you achieve. I think there's just so many steps that, like, mm-hmm. when you're when I launched my podcast, I actually actually bought a course on how to do it because I was like, I le- like I don't know how to submit it or right. any of that stuff. So like, actually having someone there to like hold your hand and like <laughs> walk you through it, like I feel like that yeah. would make it so much easier and hold you accountable because I mean it is a lot of steps up front. Mm -hmm. which can deter people away they'll be like oh my god I don't have time for this when all you have to do is get it started and then it just takes an hour of your week Mm -hmm. after that so I know that's always one thing that I always feel so bad about is when people look at how many steps it is like no it's why you pay me I'm here to help you like you don't have to do this alone yeah like we will figure this out I've done this a million (laughs) times I know what I'm doing, so you just have to follow along, and I'll show you everything. Yeah, and I think the cool thing about, I don't know if there's, I'm sure there are different, like, distribution platforms, mm-hmm. um, but the one I use is Lipson, mm-hmm. um, and I know I just got an email that now they're putting podcast on Audible, so, like, I literally just had to, like, click a couple buttons to make it go on there. Right, yeah. Um, but I feel like before, like, actually signing up with them and, like, knowing what the process is, like, it just seems so, like, overwhelming. 
you know like how yeah. how do you get it <laughs> yeah. um, because once you set up your rss feed you're golden you just have to do it once and then you, it'll go everywhere the one that you use libsyn is awesome that's the one that i always recommend to everyone but there's also different ones for different price points where anchor is a free one mm. you know there's not as many um what's it called Platforms. Like services that it has like mm-hmm. it's very it's free so it's gonna be a free one you know um but then there's soundcloud there's so many out there for different price points and so if you did want to start a podcast and you were worried about the upfront costs there's free options mm-hmm. so i know that you st- kind of started this whole business during covid Can you kind of talk about that and talk about, because I know when I first talked to you, you were still kind of thinking about wanting to get more into PR. So can you kind of talk about your shift from like to freelance and then to starting your own company? Yeah. So last year was crazy. I mean, it was crazy (laughs) for everyone, but I graduated college in December of 2019. And at that time, like, I was going to join the Peace Corps. Like, I was set to leave and join the Peace Corps, and I was supposed to leave in July, I think. Oh, wow. And then COVID hit, and so clearly it was delayed. Like, travel everywhere was delayed. Mm. And so since I was set to go, I was just working. I wasn't, like, trying to find a professional job. Like, I didn't spend Mm. those months between my graduation and... When COVID started, looking for jobs. So I was like, I already have a plan. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to go join the Peace Corps for two years and then come back, get my master's, and work some, some something international. Okay, so then, then everything got delayed. Panicked. Total panic. <laughs> moved to Seattle for who knows why. I'm from Las Vegas. Moved to Seattle. Just like an overnight decision. And then... I was like, oh my god, like, I need to find a job. So I started dog watching. (laughs) Like, I have a college degree, and I'm, like, walking dogs. Which, no shame in that. Like, I love dogs. But Mm -hmm. I was like, this isn't what I just went to school for. Yeah. And so it all started, like, when Kira, because we're, like, cousins through Kira. We're not not each other's cousins, but we're both Kira's cousins. (laughs) Yes. What is that called? Like second cousins or something? Is it? I don't know. I'm honestly not sure. We're related in some strange way. <laughs> but, um, so Kira sent me that you needed a podcast editor and I was like, yeah, sure, I could do that. And then it just kept growing from there. And I started off doing podcast editing for you, but then I was doing VA services for different clients and Ben was like, okay, I don't love VA services. I don't love managing people's Facebooks. Like, (laughs) I love Instagram, but, like, the other platforms just are not my thing, which I don't mind doing it. I don't mind doing it. But I was like, if I'm going to keep doing this, I want something that will make me happy. Mm -hmm. And so then I switched over to all podcast production. Basically joined a lot of podcasting groups on Facebook and was just – marketing myself like crazy I was like okay here's my new business like looking for clients 
created some packages. I started working with like a mindset coach, which was awesome. And just like changed my whole perspective on what I did. Mm, That's awesome. I love that. Like, you don't always have to have everything planned out and go the way you have planned. Like sometimes what just happens can be a lot better than what you planned. Yeah. Yeah. I think something else that you mentioned is that, like, you love editing podcasts, and I hate it. So, <laughs> so I think that's another big thing when it comes to outsourcing. Like, the things that you really don't like doing, there's probably someone that really enjoys it and does it better than you. So, because I feel like that's, like, one of the best things about owning your own business is that if there's something you hate, like, it's not just like, well, that's part of the job. Like, you can outsource it. <laughs> so I want to get into all the pretty AF questions that I always ask. So part of pretty AF is giving back. So I wanted to ask you in what ways do you give back and what makes you want to do that? One thing that I don't know if other cities do this, but it's really big in Seattle. It's called Buy Nothing Groups. Mm. And so on Facebook, people will just give away, like, random things that they don't need that other people may need. And so, like, people give away free food to others, and it's just an awesome group of people who, instead of throwing things away, or, like, my bike broke, and I don't know anything about fixing bikes. Mm -hmm. And so I posted in this group, I was like, hey, like, I will pay, but, like, does anyone have, like, advice on this? And this little old man drove over to my house and fixed my bike for me. And I was like, that is the sweetest oh thing. I was like, that is so sweet. And so, I mean, I give back on this on this, or this Facebook group a lot. Just with, like, random things I don't need or, like, food I know I'm not going to eat or things like that. Just to help out the community that you live in. Mm. I live in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that because it doesn't have to be some, like, huge grand gesture like you can do little things like oh I don't use this so give it to someone who will yeah yeah it's really cool um I want to get into your best tips to being pretty AF so what is your number one travel tip my travel tips are so I love traveling I'm not a very good planner when it comes (laughs) to traveling which drives people like to travel crazy because I just want to go for it and just like see things and figure it out when I get there mm. I studied abroad and that was like my whole experience just literally just figuring out when I got to these countries and so my biggest tip would be you know doing some light research before you get to the country just so you know like where to stay and like the big tourism things that you want to do but then just like don't take it too seriously and mm. just have fun because traveling can be a lot of money Mm -hmm. and so if you're going to stress out trying to get from point a to point b on time like that is just not that's not the way that i love to travel yeah i love to just relax Mm -hmm. that's my favorite thing i'm a tourist i just like to chill and just sit around and (laughs) of course i work really hard to do what i can but like when i'm on vacation like the beach is my favorite place to go same because I just get to sit there yes sit there drink a truly that's hidden (laughs) yeah Yeah. out of like a like a starbucks cup or something yeah you can with these like 
I think it's a Trente cup. Mm, you, yeah. You can put um a Truly, like the entire can inside of right. it. <laughs> I love that. I just got this one with my name on it. Ooh. Cute. I love with it, but yeah, definitely also bring your own alcohol places. That's a good <laughs> tip because if you're sitting on the beach, I mean, I'm a big fan of like girly drinks and stuff like that, like fruity cocktails, but you can only buy so many of those and they're like $14 each. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I, th- <laughs> I think after anyone lives in Vegas, they that's kind of a standard because the drinks yep. here are just so expensive. <laughs> yep. You know, you know the hacks. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is your number one business tip? So I never thought I would say this, but actually hiring a mindset coach has like completely changed my business hmm. and my mindset. So like hiring a coach of any type mm-hmm. is completely awesome. Like I-, I think it was just the sticker shock and I was like, okay, well that's really not that much money based off of like it was a three month contract or something like that. Mm-hmm. And just like seeing the money I brought in just from changing my mindset around money mm. has been amazing. I've also been reading, so I usually only read business books and self-help books, and that's just it. Like, yeah, I love this one. It's called Feel Free to Prosper. Mm. And it's about manifesting anything you want into your life. And it's mainly around money. But when I was in college, I was working for this PR agency. I was interning there. And I got laid off. And because we lost one of like our biggest paying clients just because, you know, I'm not really too sure why it was a while ago, but <laughs> she laid me off and was like, okay, so your last day is today. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, okay, so what am I, like, I'm in college. What am I supposed to do? Luckily, I had two jobs at the time I was working at PTs. I mean, they're everywhere in Vegas. Yeah. So I was still making money, but I was like, I need a professional job. I am in school. So I read this book front to back, did everything in it, and I got offered an internship at NPR and UFC in the same week, which is all I wanted. Like, those Mm -hmm. were the two jobs that I wanted, and it was awesome. And I was like, manifesting is so amazing. So just Mm -hmm. reading books based off of what you need in life yeah and your business like that that is amazing what made you decide to get a mindset coach out of all the different coaches that are out there honestly I just I was thinking of like business coach or different types of coaches and it was basically just because of the way that she reached out to me Mm -hmm. I was like okay we get along (laughs) I was like she's very smart like I like this. And then just the advice she gave me during our free session, Mm. I was like, I was like, yep, yep, (laughs) that's what I need. So, I mean, honestly, I will get more coaches in the future and they might not always be mindset coaches. I might try like a different one, a different type of coach next, but that's just what I needed at the time being just like a mindset coach to help me overcome like all of the issues I had with like my business and like everything that was holding me back of starting your own business for yourself. I'm 23. I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And so it definitely helped me get over that and be more confident in, 
yeah. business and my services and all of that. I feel like coaches are such like a hack because yeah. you, you get to like get from point A to point B so much faster because mm-hmm. they can share with you like however many years experience they have and then like you don't have to go through all the things that they went through to learn all that. <laughs> yeah. And it was crazy. One of her things is she was like, okay, I know you spent a lot of money on this, so we're going to make your money back this week. And I was like, this week? <laughs> I was like, no way. It's like, there's literally no way I'm going to make this money back this week. And then she like gave me all these steps to do. And I made that money that week. Wow. Like, that's insane. Yeah. That's awesome. Because I like, doubted coaches for so long I'm not gonna lie I was like I don't know it's a big investment and then once I like took that step I was like this is the hack to life (laughs) (laughs) her name is Kira Patrick her business is called Firefly Care so your last tip what is your number one tip on life um my life tip again is don't take anything too seriously I of course, like I said, work really hard to get where I am, but overall, like, I just like to hang out and meet people and be super social and be spontaneous, and it's made me a lot happier in life, not, you know, of course I have goals, <laughs> I do have a lot of goals, but I don't make any of them unrealistic, and I put my goals against myself rather than, like, other people, and mm. so if I see someone who's achieved what I want to achieve, I'm not going to be like, oh my god, they did it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to be happy for them. I'm not going to be like, Haley, you need to work harder. Because I already work, like, <laughs> so many hours a day. I'm like, if I work more, I will literally lose my mind. <laughs> and so, I just think that, like, not taking life too seriously has changed my life for the better. Awesome. Um. So, thank you so much for joining me and answering all my questions. How can people find you or work with you? All that stuff. Yeah, so my Instagram is Espresso Podcast Production. Espresso is E-S-P-R-E-S-S-O. You know, a lot of people think there's an X in there. There's <laughs> an S, so Espresso Podcast Production. My personal Instagram, you can also reach out to me there, is at Haley Hayhurst which will be in the show notes and everything. And then I just launched my website. I saw it. Thank you. (laughs) Yes, it's also Espresso Podcast Production. I have tips on equipment for beginners and for podcast beginners and just a whole bunch of other tips on there, clients that I've worked with and my experiences and things like that. So those are the best ways to reach me, Instagram or my website. Awesome. Is there anything else that you wanted to share that you didn't get a chance to? I would just say do the podcast, start the podcast, sit down, press record. You don't really need to worry about your logo or exactly like what your graphics are going to look like or your podcast name. Like you really just need to sit down and press record and it will all come to you. And don't like hesitate to do it. Or be nervous because people might judge you. Like, yes, it will not be great in the beginning. But that's just because (laughs) nothing is great in the beginning. Just literally go for it. And you will see clients and money just come to you. 
almost immediately once you put yourself out there and get over your own hesitation. I know sometimes I record a podcast and then I'm like, I don't like it. But then I'm like, whatever, I'll just (laughs) put it out there anyways. (laughs) Exactly. Consistency is key. Even if it's not your best episode, just make your next one a hundred times better. Yeah. So this is the last question that I ask every guest, as you know. (laughs) What does being pretty AF mean to you? Pretty AF means to me, or being pretty AF means to me, just loving life and the people around you, not being too in your head about things, and just, like, accepting things for how they are. Just, like, loving yourself. Just, like, you're perfect the way you are, and... If you don't think so, then it's time to make changes in your life. It's harsh to say, but like, if there's something you don't like, you need to change it for yourself. Thank you so much, Haley, for taking the time to join me on the podcast. And if you haven't done so yet, go ahead and check out the show notes, check out all her freebies, her website, her recommended podcast tools, and I will see you next week on a solo episode. Thank you for taking this time for yourself to get one step closer to a life you love. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to me. If you left me a review on iTunes or whatever you're listening on, tell me what you want to hear more of or your favorite parts of the episode. Until next time, I'm Ozzy Maslow. Lots of love. And don't forget, you're pretty AF.